Welcome back to the Tim Gaither Podcast. Uh, I have been gone for a little while, and I will be back next week to explain why. But in the meantime, please enjoy the this lost episode of the Tim Gaither Podcast. I'll be back next week with an explanation for where I've been, and I will have a brand new guest and uh, kind of a new format. So thanks for listening, and uh, see you next Monday. Take care. Bye. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tim Gaither Podcast, episode 75. My guests today are uh, my buddies Jesse Turney and my new friend Spencer Perkins. Spencer Perkins is uh, opening this week at the Grove Comedy Club, and we are in, uh, what, what's this place? Lowell, Lowell, Arkansas, outside of Fayetteville, and doing some shows at this little club here that uh, had a great show tonight. Jesse Turney is my old buddy from Kansas City known Jesse for how long Jesse how long you been doing comedy 18 years you been doing comedy 18 years mm-hmm. overall yeah wow okay Crazy. so yeah I was doing it for two years when you started then and Jesse Turney and Spencer how long you been doing comedy now how about three and a half three and a half four years yeah, yeah. first part's the, the, the beginning is the best part of your career because nothing really matters when it becomes your job, then it's a pain in the ass. There are certain aspects of it are, but they were a great fucking crowd tonight, weren't they? They were. Had a good time. They yeah. were young people and old people. Do you mind talking about your little shortness of breath? Oh, no, yeah, no, that's so fine. That, so that happened to you. So during the show, you got sort of, not panicked, but a little bit? No, I got like lightheaded for a second. Like I was hyperventilating on stage. or Like... You couldn't, like, the audience didn't know, because I'm a fucking professional, right? right? But I had to sit down on the bar. I've never had to sit down on a bar stool. Like, there's always been a bar stool on the stage for the 18 years that I've been doing comedy. I've never used it for anything except for setting a drink on, but I actually had to, I had to sit down on it, because I thought, like, the, the lights looked like they were starting to go out in my head, man, and I thought I was going to, like, collapse and, like, fall over onto the front row or something, so I had to, I, I sat down on the bar stool and finished out the rest of my set. You're like Thea Vidal. Remember her? Uh-huh. She'll, uh, she'll sit down the whole show on her stool, and she's like, I got to sit down. I'm on my period. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you're on your period. I could be. Uh, yeah. I just thought you were about to get real with us. Yeah. Yeah, well, get as real as you want, man. I've got dozens of listeners. This is make your career. Hell yeah. I can feel it. <laughs> Uh, so we are at the uh, uh, lake house. Lowell, Arkansas is, is on a lake. So tomorrow we should, uh, we should try to find a goddamn wave runner. I have no, there's nothing fun, more fun for me than riding a wave runner. Wave runners are fun. Somebody out here has got one, and we're going to commandeer it. Well, should we just steal it's it? A, yeah, it's after Labor Day. Nobody's going to know. I bet we could 
do the wave runner and shoot guns on the wave runner at Any, targets. At each other? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. What kind of gun do you have anyway, Jesse? Yeah, a, a Glock 19. What is that? You want to play with it? No. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's why when that guy, like the owner of this club, nice guy, um, what is his name? Why did I forget his name? Bill. 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 Bill, uh, what's his last name? Maybe he doesn't want people to know, actually. Um, we'll keep it at Bill. Yeah. Bill Grovesburg. Just, just we'll Bill. Bill Groversburg. <laughs> That's how they got the name of the club, right? The Grove, the yeah. Grove. I think you might be right. You might be onto something. What are you drinking there, anyway? Uh, I'm drinking black velvet Canadian whiskey out of a coffee cup. Yeah, with, with what? Coke? Yeah, it's got a, some Coca-Cola in it. Yeah, this guy's... It's a cool dude. He, uh, you know, he got this little house for us, and uh, there's food in there. He's got new food. We yeah. might add, yeah, no, unopened food. Yeah, Carl Budding food. I think it's Budding. Oh, is it Budding? I always say things fucking wrong. You do. I yeah. say wolf <laughs> instead of wolf. I have a friend from high school who cannot say Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> it is the funniest thing in the world to make him say Abercrombie and Fitch. Richie Soto, if you listen to this podcast, I'm talking about you, buddy. Um, but you'll go, hey, Soto, say Abercrombie and Fitch. He'll go, Abercrombie Fuck off! He'll get so pissed. Your friend had a stroke and you just made fun of him is all that was. That's not what happened. My friends were dicks. I had a lisp. I still kind of have a lisp, but after years of speech therapy, because my friends would always, Hey, Jesse, say toaster strudel, because I had a real bad lisp in high school. Yeah. You say toaster toodle? I'd be like, toaster, toaster strudel. Oh, it was that bad. Oh, it was bad, yeah. People made fun of me. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. No, it's all good. Just, you know. Give him a hug, Spencer. Don't. You don't really have Get to. Off me. I touched his yeah, elbow. Yeah, according to the listeners, he tweaked. a firm, manly he tweaked, hug. He tweaked his elbow. <laughs> Keep in mind, this isn't live. I feel like you look like it's live over there. Like we're on, <laughs> like we're on radio right now. I, I, podcasts always make me feel like I'm on radio. I forget yeah. that you can edit. Yeah. No, we're, we're not going to edit out anything unless it makes you look cool. Sweet. We're only going to keep in the stuff that makes you look stupid. So, don't be nervous. I'm not. No, just talk, Jesse. Just be yourself. Look at him yelling like he's just too cool. So, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't live. We'll cut all this shit out. Uh, Spencer Nuts, um, how, are, how are you uh, enjoying your comedy career? What else do you do for a living? Oh... Uh, I do all kinds of stuff. Um, right now, I'm about to get fired from a grocery store, so that's good. Why are you get fired? Uh, calling in a lot, you know. Um, is this an interview? Uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> no, I'm messing around. No. Uh, <laughs> well, just no, I, I'm. Uh, I'm. I hate all of my jobs. Like, I have no choice but to become a comedian. Like, yeah. like a successful one. I'm already a comedian, but I just don't make very much money at this. Yeah. So. Uh, James Johan used to quit jobs all the time. And, mm-hmm. and he would call it taking out the trash. Because he was like, I think he was a dishwasher somewhere. 
and at one of his jobs, um, the guy pissed him off about something, and he was like, I'm going to take out the trash, and he just never came back. (laughs) (laughs) So that became his thing, like if he would quit a job, he would just say, I'm going to take out the trash, and he'd just never come back. (laughs) He did that several times. He just called it taking out the trash. There's nothing more liberating than quitting a job, like in the heat of the moment. Yeah. It feels good. Have you ever done that before? I know you've been you've done nothing but comedy for many, many years. I walked into Kmart when I was in high school and I was cutting weight really hard. I had to make weight for like a like a junior in high school or senior. I was anyway, I was dying. And I walked in to get a paycheck and they're like, You're on the schedule, you're supposed to be working and I was so dead on my feet, I was like, Well, I guess I don't work here anymore. I just fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> but there you was got your check? Yeah, but there was no like, man, that job sucked, dude. I made four twenty five an hour. Sometimes they would have me come in for two hours just to face things. Yeah. Which is exactly what it sounds like. You just uh, go down the aisles and face merchandise, you just turn it towards fucking the dumbest I'd be playing football with kids and shit. I was the worst employee. <laughs> That's awesome. Have you ever been fired from a job? Yeah. I got fired uh, twice for the same offense. I worked for a hen house grocery store and I was like 16, 17 and they, they gave me my own register and I was like a checker and I was like, you know, my friends would come through and if I didn't know, like if something didn't ring up right or if I didn't know um, the code for like a fruit or something, I would just like give it to people. Yes. Or I would say, do you know what this cost? And a lot of people would be like, well, I'm not sure and I'd be like, 99 cents on right? And they'd be like, Sure, and I have like 99. You know, I was so lazy about it. I would never, you know. And then my friends started coming through, and once I realized, and I know this is wrong now, but I was 17, whatever. Um, once I realized I had that power, like I was letting people have shit right and left. I mean, people came to my aisle, and you know, you don't think about it at the time, like, oh, you're actually you're technically stealing from someone. But when you're 16, you're just like, eh, fuck it. My friend comes through, I'm like, yeah. What do you want to pay for that? <laughs> <laughs> I had a similar situation. I never got caught for this. I don't know how. Sorry, I needed oh. to finish this. But, but I got I got fired for that, for giving away some shit. They finally started watching me. And then a few years later when I was in college, I got a job at another price chopper that owned by the same people. And after like two weeks, they called me in and they're like, did you work in another price chopper and get fired? And I'm like, yeah, but come on, I was a kid, you know, and they're like, yeah, well, fuck you, you're out of here. And they fired me twice for the same offense. Anyway, sorry. Damn. Sorry to interrupt you. Your job, what? No, you're fine. I, did, I had a similar job when I was in a, on, a, on a checkout line, and I had one of my friends come through, and they had a trash uh, a trash barrel. They were buying a trash bin, but it was just fucking stuffed full of other merchandise and shit. So I just came through and just, beep, once for the trash can, that'll be fifteen eighty five and left with like you know $800 worth of merchandise right. stuffed in the <laughs> yeah trash bag. you know when you're a kid you know it's wrong but you think of it as coming from like this big corporation or something so you're like eh fuck them yeah Dollar General's got money yeah <laughs> alright if anybody can hear me was it Dollar General steal all your groceries yeah no it was <laughs> what'd you say people Mike? should always steal groceries cause that shit just goes straight in the trash yeah like it's insane like, oh, I, you mean if the groceries that they don't use? Oh, yeah. like gro- Yeah, uh, they waste the hell out of just it. Just produce, period. Just They're trying it. to make laws against it. Because yeah, against or stealing. At, least, at least give it to the homeless. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. Like it's throwing it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like uh, even even with like all the stuff we give every day, like we throw away t- like three times as much. It's insane. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Steel. Yeah, they should, change, they should change those laws. I mean, yeah. You know, first of all, the homelessness problem in this country is a mental health issue. No, like, think of the dumbasses walking around, or the people you know, who manage to pay their bills, and take care of their business, and they're just dumber than shit. Not gotta, and they're lazy, and stupid, and <laughs> we all know those people, they still manage to get their stuff done, because they're not mentally ill. Mm-hmm. When you're mentally ill, you don't have that ability. And, you know, there's a fair amount, there's a lot of it in California. Which is, I guess, the place to be if you're going to be fucking homeless. I noticed a lot of homeless in Colorado last time I was there, like, more than normal. Yeah. Uh, going to Colorado Springs, it was, I was thinking to myself, like, what the fuck is going, what happened here? Like, because yeah. it wasn't like that the time before that I went to Colorado, you know? And yeah. it was just, I I don't know if something happened or, you know what I mean? But it would just, it seemed like every street corner, like, there were four people posted up at each road and it was like that through every intersection for blocks and blocks and blocks dude the last time I was in Wichita Kansas come to think of it I went for a walk and they had like this soup kitchen and people were coming I mean <laughs> people were coming out of the wood like woodwork like the walking dead you just saw people just coming out of like it was dinner time at this food shelter and I'm just taking a walk in Wichita and all of a sudden these just all these homeless people and a lot of them mentally off you know talking mm-hmm. to themselves and shit are just coming like towards me down the street and I'm like what the fuck and I look over and there's like this food pantry or whatever but I'm like oh <laughs> anyway so you stopped in and grabbed a sandwich yeah fuck they, you know they, you know whatever it's, it's, uh, it's a good time yeah it's free you know, I, why, I, should, why should the homeless be the only ones to benefit I worked for Wyandotte Mental Health for almost a year man and uh, it's a shit show like I was coming... Wind Up Mental Health, is that what you said? Yeah, Wind Up Mental Health, and uh, we did... Um, we It was like... Uh, it was a respite house and, uh, for people that basically just had, like, m- maybe need some time away from, like, Thanksgiving dinner and shit, but in turn, we ended up having, like, people that were uh, like that mixed with people that have uh, meth-induced schizophrenia. And they're just, like, staying in a house, like, with three other people. And then uh, I was protecting, like, I themselves from themselves. Yeah. And I was just some asshole off the street making 11 bucks an hour and no, like, real training. And the only reason why I was okay at the job is because I cared. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, it bothers me when I hear people saying, like, oh, just do this or that, or, you know, you're being lazy or get a job. It's like, well, they're usually mentally off. My wife and I talked to this lady the other night who, uh, we knew she wasn't, like, your typical homeless person. Like, she looked really, like, put together, and you could tell she was educated, and not to say that there's not educated homeless people, certainly there are, but um, you could just tell there's something different about this lady. And uh, one night we just started talking to her and come to find out like she had a son that died and then like all this financial shit happened to her and some people just get caught up in shit and they're homeless. And uh, I don't know why we got started talking on this, but 
just never know someone else's story. I just keep thinking about the lady from Home Alone 2. Yeah, she was very similar to that lady. She had like this British accent and she'd been to like some fancy university and... Yeah, she loved classical music. <laughs> she, I'm talking about the lady I met, too, but yeah, she was very much like that lady from uh, Home Alone. She knew every pigeon in town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, where have you been anywhere yet to do comedy, Spencer? Like, out of town? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Where have you been, fool? Where have I been? Not too many places. This is like... This is one of them, yeah. and then uh, I've I've been to a, a lot of places in uh, St. Louis area. Um, sorry, my pain those painkillers that the dentist put me on are like kicking in full, so I'm like my brain is like. I just Spencer just had a tooth pulled. I had a tooth oh, pulled the this dentist. morning. I was like, who's Dennis? Oh yeah, my friend Dennis. You guys run into a guy named oh, yeah. Dennis. He gave yeah, me the best drugs. <laughs> no, like, I haven't been on painkillers in like three or four years, and this dentist gave me uh, tramadol, and I'm like, uh, my brain's fuzzy. Like, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't have dental insurance, so I had to get a tooth pulled, and I had to go to the, I had to go to the dental college. To be a guinea pig and get a tooth yanked out, and I they gave friends. they gave me ibuprofen after they uh. after they botched a tooth yank. Like Mm-mm. they had to they had to call in for backup because the student that was like stabbing me with the needle in my jaw had to stab me like twenty five times and he kept missing the spot. They kept injecting me with this numbing agent, you know. And they're like, I don't know what it is, and they kept putting some kind of weird deal to what they what they called it elevate my tooth to get it to pull out, and it kept like fucking up somehow to where it kept snagging on something and the shit wasn't working so I felt everything and I heard every single little pop and crunch inside my head and it's like ow ow it's not that's not working that's not working right ow you know he's like oh we must have missed something here hold on let's stab you 16 or 17 more times with this uh with this numbing agent and then the other guy came over that was supposed to be in charge and he's like oh no 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 you did it all wrong here you gotta put the 25 shots right here so they're like they stabbed me in the head like 400 times and it finally like I was like half of my head was numb for like a day and a half but they got the tooth out but I don't even know where I was going with this but it was just it it was a horrible experience so seems like it would have been better off if they would just yank the fucker out yeah just done done it the old fashioned way stop giving me shots just pull it out right just yank the fucker out with some grubby old vice grips out of some biker's saddle bag or some shit you know well they probably yeah, I'm just saying, if we're going to do it, let's... <laughs> I You're wish... like, no, I want you to go find a biker's saddlebag. <laughs> I went to the dental college first, and that lady was like, straight up with me, she was like, I don't know if we can do this. <laughs> she was like, it's going to be $200 before we can tell you if we can do this. And I was like, yeah... All right. Cost them two hundred to tell you if they can do it. Yeah, so I paid four hundred bucks for it to get done in thirty minutes, and sixty bucks for all the meds. Yeah, I'm on four different meds, and only yeah. Oh, that's what I was getting at. They gave me ibuprofen. Yeah, yeah. After they yanked on that tooth and everything, and and botched the ninety-seven shots. Yeah, yeah. They gave me ibuprofen to take care of the pain after the after the shit wore off. 
That's like after I broke that Denny's window and those dudes drug me across the parking lot and I had like 16 stitches in my knee and my knee was like as big as a volleyball. And I woke up in jail screaming and pissed off and they finally came in and got me and let me see the nurse. And, uh, and she asked me a bunch of stupid questions and then they wouldn't give you Tylenol or anything and she just put a uh, Band-Aid on it and I looked at her and I go, well that ought to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that window with a rock? No, with my fist, with the side of my fist. I oh, just fuck yeah. Gave it a little, how's your father? Hardcore. Yeah. Third time was the charm on that yeah. particular deal. I've done a, a few illegal things that I've gotten in trouble for, and a whole bunch that I've gotten away with. I, uh, I, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever told you this story before or not, but I got arrested for inciting a riot at a porn store. In, uh, in my hometown of Lee Summit, they were opening up a pretty... It's Cirilla's now is what it's called, but it used to... When it first opened up, it was called Priscilla's. Okay. And uh, so... Why would they change it from Priscilla's to Cirilla's? Yeah. I, I don't know. They just wanted to sound similar, I guess. It was just one of those deals where... So it's a new owner. Yeah, pretty much, but they wanted to keep the branding and all that. They didn't want to have to go through the whole process of rebranding the shit, so it kept the same main colors and the name similar enough to where it'll, you know, people will know. They still have the cool song. Jack off shop, yeah. Uh, but they, uh, they, they opened this place up in, in Lee Summit at the time, which is a suburb of Kansas City, a real yuppie Jack place. Jack off spot. <laughs> what you call it? Jack off Jack shop. Jack off spot. Jack off shop, yeah. Jack off shop. Uh, Danny's so gonna run into the Jack off shop. <laughs> Do you remember the song? Sorilla, or no, Priscilla's were fun. In fantasy meet, and it sounded like yeah. a fucking oh, yeah. game show. Oh something. yeah, it's a fun game show. Yeah. But anyway, they uh, comes first. They they opened this Priscilla's in Lee Summit, and at the time it was a real. Uh, that was at the height of the yuppie migration, is what I called it, when the uh, Lee Summit School District had like a really good rating, you know. So everybody from all over the country was just flooding in to Lee Summit, and uh, well, anyway, at the the day they opened the shop, there was a. Uh, there was a church group out there protesting, and they were just walking in a picket line holding these signs that had pictures of, like, Neil Smith from the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, yeah. with a little quote that said, real men don't masturbate. And I'm like, I know for a fact Neil Smith jerks off six times a day, you know what I mean? Like, I you guys, know for a fact that he jerks off. I've seen some shit, okay? I've, <laughs> actually, I don't know that for a fact, but I, I know some weird shit about some of the Chiefs that... I know for a fact. I know for a fact that he jerks off. He, I know for a fact that. Well, he's a man. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You, you can't. You're not gonna go to hell if you touch your dick. Well, I don't know about that, but he's still he a might, man. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. You're gonna tug on your pole, a little, but anyway. Long story short, like these people were out there and they just had no support other than the fact that there was you know the 15 of them from their church group or whatever you know, and. I was like, I took offense to it because I jerk off a lot, you know? I'm like, I don't believe in this message, you know? And you're trying to put a business out that, you know what I mean? Like, fuck it. I went inside, and I'm like, hey, give me a cardboard box and a marker, you know? So me and a couple of my buddies, we cut out this cardboard box and made our own signs, you know? Like, one of them had a cartoon mouse that was jerking. We drew a human dick on a cartoon mouse, you know? And 
whatever. I, I made this sign that says porn kicks ass, drew a big cock and balls on it, right? And I started busting through their picket lines. And it was right on, like, 291, the main stretch going through town. So all these cars are, like, honking at me and shit and throwing up the devil horns as they're driving by going, yeah! And all these church group members are, like, going, woo! Every time somebody honked, thinking it was somebody in support of them, I'm like, that's not for you, fucko! You know, and I just started messing with these people. And, uh... A shit ton of cops show up and they arrest me. At the jack-off shop? Yeah, at the jack-off shop, yeah. Uh, They take me to jail because I'm the only one holding the sign at at that time. And uh, the cops knew me a bunch from some other... I I used to do a bunch of stupid shit. One is really good. I'll tell you about that here in just a second. But uh, they took me... Cuffed me, put me in the car, and took me to the police station, where normally they would take you to the detention unit, and they would put you in a cell or whatnot, but this time they took me to the report room. And he's like, Tony, you're coming with me. He's like, you know how crazy these religious people are, you know? He's like, these are fundamentalists. These are the same people that are, like, shooting abortion clinic doctors. Yeah, yeah, they're people like that. Not Westboro Baptist, but they're, you know, still a little... A little kooky as far as you know, religious fundamentalists are concerned. You know what I mean? Like they're not just sure. regular. Like you know, they're not from the First Baptist Church. They're from some right. weird place that you know they meet in somebody's basement. You know what I mean? And anyway, he's like, these people are crazy. And he's like, anyway, I want you to come to the report room to see all the bullshit paperwork I have to do because of the shit that you did today. So they called in all the available police officers that were there. It was right at shift change. Okay, so they were like, hey, come into the report room and check out our new artwork that we're hanging on the wall. The least of the police hung my poster on the wall and kept it there for years. It was amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know what. I had to get out of jail free card for a while then. Like, for, yeah, kind of. Uh, they still, anytime I have a run in, like if I go into a quick trip or something like that, and and see a cop while I'm in Lee Summit, they ask me about it. They're like, "Hey, you still getting your ten percent off at Cirillas?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, you little Ryan Snyder. I know, right? I like your initiative. I try my best. I mean, it wasn't a broken window at Denny's, but I, I try. You I ever, didn't have to. You ever incited any riots or anything your parents can be proud of? No, no riots. I'm trying to think of things that I've done. Do you want to? Do you want to tell all the people about uh, throwing up tonight? Oh sure, yeah. You already told everyone on Facebook. Bill asked me about it a few times. He was like, did you really throw up? And I was like, yeah, I did. Um, I threw up tonight, guys. Uh, you telling the podcast people The now? people on the podcast. Yeah, no. Spencer, uh, Spencer threw up. It happens occasionally. Um, but then you had fun, right? Oh, yeah. They were, good. they were a pretty good audience. They got a little weird when I started talking about race stuff, but I also couldn't figure out if they... Uh, they had uh, gotten their checks yet at that point. Check drop is always a bitch. Yeah. But I don't think they dropped them tonight. I don't think they did either. Yeah, I love clubs that don't drop checks. It's not necessary. It doesn't have to be done. And it makes the show so much fucking better. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah, you don't have to do that stupid, like, you don't have to have those, like, hacky jokes in your back pocket, you know what I mean, for check drop time, like, hey, blah, 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 you know what I'm talking about, those rapid fire, just... Yeah, I, and I, I just hate the flow of it being disrupted by the checks coming out and people having to, you know, 
do math and, and figure it all out, it's like, man, this is, you know. I'm Bullshit. Tell, I'm telling a story here, you know, and you're, it's like sometimes when the checks come out, I'll do a joke where I say, uh, I'll go, it'd be like being at a movie theater and you got 15 minutes left, you're about to find out who the murderer is and they come up, yo, it's $8 for water. <laughs> <laughs> what? I have to find out who the fucking murderer is. I'm done, but just pay for your Snickers and then you can watch your movie. You know, it's the same kind of thing. Like, can you imagine? You're like, okay, I guess. Here's my fucking money for my Snickers and my water. They do that shit at Alamo, but they at least drop the, the check and don't, like, bother you. But yeah. We'll yeah, but you can just see the look on people's faces. And some clubs, it's really bad. Like, as far as the audience, like... You can be killing, and those checks come out, and all of a sudden, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> For like five minutes sometimes, you'll lose them, and that feels like an eternity, you know? Especially when you're killing, and you can clearly just feel it go, shh. Anyway, we had the owner of the club sitting in the back tonight, and uh, you guys said he enjoyed the show, right? Oh, yeah. He had a great time. Yeah. So... I didn't really care, you know. I mean, I was trying not to think about it. A lot of times that kind of thing makes me unnerved somehow if I know the guy writing my check is in the back of the room. But like I was telling you a few minutes ago, you know, you just have to do what you do the way you do it, no matter who the fuck is in the room. Because it doesn't matter if they're in there or not. You still have to do it the same way, you know. You don't train yourself how to do something for two decades and then be like oh I better switch it up because so and so's in the back of the room it's just not you know it doesn't make any sense but at the same time we let people make us nervous oh man there I mean there's like was that part of the reason or was it just because it was a new room or what new room definitely uh you um me you don't make me nervous but like I wanted to be funny for you (laughs) like if that makes sense Sure. Like, and, uh, and like, and Jesse, you know, cause like, uh, he, he, you know, like I wouldn't be out here and like, uh, Jesse's just like taking a chance on me and stuff. And he's seen me be funny in my own right and all that. But, um, I'm just like nervous, you know, like I get pukey and, and like, it's been a week, (laughs) it's been a stupid fucking week, man. Like. Uh, I, I like I almost quit my job this week, and I sh- it looks like I just should have, you know. Yeah. There's like no reason to care about it, and I've been putting off like I like I almost my tooth almost killed me, and like I got it taken out right before it went bad on me, and it was my twin brother's, uh, dead twin brother's birthday this week, and like all this shit, and just I'm sorry. What what is what do you? So it was your birthday too, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. But. Did you lose him as an adult? No, as a kid. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. Buddy. It's just been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, man. Anyway, yeah, it's a weird story. I don't even. I. I. I shouldn't. I. I like. Yeah. It's, it's okay. A, you don't yeah. have to. <laughs> you got any other uplifting shit you want to talk about? It was no, just a rough no. week, man. But all no. on the other end. Well, yeah. Hey, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. yeah. In all seriousness, though, um, that kind of thing can be in the back of your mind and make you feel like, oh, I got to do this comedy thing right or everything shit. You yeah. Know? But it just, 
you know, and I still get that way sometimes. No one's immune to it. But like I told you before the show started, and I'm generally trying to, uh, genuinely trying to believe it, is uh, this shit doesn't matter. Not in the grand scheme of things, you know? Just doesn't matter. What if you would have eaten it so bad that you never came back to Lowell, Arkansas? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> you know? You'll survive. I mean, it's a fun room, and I'd like to come back, and don't get me wrong, I'm not shitting on it, I'm just saying, if you didn't come back here, you'd be all right. Yeah. Like, every year there's a new club that I've done really well at that doesn't book me the following year, and there's no real rhyme or reason to it, but uh, I always survive, I always find another room to replace that one, always, every fucking year, you know, yeah. you just... I don't know. Things have a way of working out. You guys both did good tonight, and uh, it was a fun little. It's been a fun little road trip so far. This well, guy, so did you. This guy, uh, yeah, I, I had fun with those people. I did 55 minutes, and there's a lot of stuff I didn't do tonight. A lot of stuff that I've been working on at the comedy store late night. That if the owner hadn't been in the back of the room, maybe I would have gone there. But I've been talking about like. <laughs> you know, I don't know how much Lowell, Arkansas would have appreciated some of the stuff I, I was going to say. I would have appreciated Yeah. Well, the oh guy likes God. me now. Maybe tomorrow I'll just fucking... Hell yeah. Like, Hell yeah. You're like, what? I thought you were saying last night that all about it being different and different points of view and blah, blah, blah. I do have some stuff I'm going to do tomorrow night, actually. Some new stuff, but... uh you want to get this over with, Jesse? You trying to leave, buddy? Where are you going? No, I'm just going to go over here and pour myself another black velvet. Make yourself a black velvet. Let's get up in this. We're going to find out about your hopes and dreams, dude. I'm going to try to make you cry. I'm going to Barbara Walters your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the one that always makes people cry? Is it Oprah? Is it Barbara Walters? Anybody know? Nobody cares? I don't watch... Those I don't ladies. watch that shit anymore, but I used yeah. to. I used to love like 2020 when I was a kid. Did you ever watch that show? Yeah, That's it would. Fucking... It put me to sleep because like the... it used to be great. It used to be fucking great when I was a kid. 2020 was a hell of a new show. Um, but yeah, not anymore. I just like the theme, like dun 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 or whatever. You know, yeah, I don't the hard hitting edge. Dude, journalism these days is bullshit. It's very, it's very rarely you see like, like them just reporting the news. They're always like, it's all opinion fest. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's like journalism 101. You're not supposed to, you're supposed to report the fucking news. You're not supposed to give your stupid opinion on it. Yeah. And this whole social media generation is all about. Now this is what I think. No one gives a fuck what you think, and we're not supposed to. I watched a doc. We watched a documentary called uh, uh, "Active Shooter" about the Columbine thing, and the gist of it is that Columbine um, was the catalyst for all these. I mean, certainly there were shootings before that, but Columbine was the catalyst for all the copycats that wanted to be like them. And the media took that story about the trench coat mafia and all that shit. And they ran with that story. And it turns out that was not the truth. That is not why those guys shot up those schools. One of them was pretty popular. Went to prom a few days beforehand. Um, one of them was just depressed, but he wasn't not. 
he had friends too. They weren't like picked on and this yeah. and that. But the media heard that story and they ran with it because it, you know, they sensationalized that shit and they ran with it. And then now all these years later, almost every time some kid shoots up a school, they leave a Columbine type letter like this is for all the people that have been that picked on me and all that shit, referring to Columbine and. Columbine wasn't Columbine. You know what I mean? Yeah. For the reason they said it was. So the media made up this story, ran with it, and now you got all these copycat killers trying to be like Columbine, even though that wasn't really the case. Yeah, they, Does that make sense? Yeah, they made it up. Like, they, mm-hmm. they made it up the nerds versus the bullies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it wasn't like that at all. Nope. 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 Yeah, it was all about the kids that played Doom and listened to Corn are murderers. Oh, they... <laughs> that I, just, was, I just remember that was one of the things like they played the video game Doom hey when I'm Marilyn like, Manson yeah, I, too, but I didn't fucking shoot up my classroom you know and, and, and they tried to bring in metal music and Marilyn Manson and yeah, porn they Marilyn to, Manson they were trying to he sucked his own dick on stage you guys yeah. like that was all true he cut his own rib out and you know like like I grew up believing that Marilyn Manson did all those things and then I found a DVD with Marilyn Manson tripping, falling, scraping his knee, and then crying for an hour. And I was like, this is the same guy that supposedly cut his own dick off on stage? Yeah, no. <laughs> not at all. Right. I like, don't know much about Marilyn Manson. Well, it was just like those rumors that people start, right. you know. I don't know shit about pop culture at all. Like, I never know what's going on. Like, like I had this friend that was like, what's Glee? And they were like, are you fucking kidding me? You're a comedian. You don't even know what the show Glee oh. is. And they're like, that's the number one at the time. Blah, blah, blah show. I'm it's like, a oh, show where everyone know. dies in real life from real hardcore drugs. Like, it's weird. Like, from a, for a happy show. I, I'm so, as far as modern, like, pop culture right now. You're going to say modern family. Modern as far family, as modern yeah. family goes, yeah. not a big fan. Great show. <laughs> I like that show. Actually. It is a good show. Yeah. I, no, I'm... I'm absolutely fucking lost with any new musicians or anything like that, man. I don't, I don't even know how I got I don't know about this, but uh, we're talking about how we're all like out of the loop. I'm not in it either. Like I'm all my friends know about all the rappers and all this shit. Like Rod Reyes, all these dudes are like yelling about who the best rapper is. And I'm just like, I don't know. There was some big rapper at the comedy store the other night and I was like, he was on stage with Chappelle and all this shit and I was just like, Who even is that guy? Like everyone, you know, going crazy and shit. I'm like like he's a, one of the biggest rappers of all time and I'm like, I never heard of that motherfucker. Oh, uh, was it <laughs> It wasn't that like white kid with all the no. rainbow shit in his hair. <clears throat> no, he's a black dude, but Okay, cool. No, I don't know. I can't remember his name, but my point is I never know. Even now someone will be like I'll be like, oh, that's, that's police. I'm like, I guess I like police. I never even knew that song. Was like, <laughs> the police, you know, nice. or whatever. Yeah, that sting guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's going places. Yeah. He's <laughs> uh, Every. <laughs> I think that's. I think like the the way media is that like all these outlets and shit like that with YouTube and like we were just talking about this earlier how there's like a ton of headline weeks that are just getting taken up by people that. You know, staple their ball sack to a two by four or something like that. You know what I mean? They become a big YouTube hit well, or I'm whatever. Working on my staple, my ball sack, and my tuba bit. It's been done so many times, though. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna do it bigger and better. Yeah, let's, 
if I could start it all over and do slapstick comedy, I would. I would just get take everything to the face. Yeah, well, I, I, I brought up this subject, or it's been brought up on almost every podcast, and I don't want to bitch about those fucks anymore, so... Let's bitch about something else. We've Fair almost enough. we've almost done forty minutes, so another five ten minutes we can wrap this bitch up. Um, right is on. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Do you have any questions for me? Hmm. Have you been Have you talked about your upbringing at all? On stage? And no, on this podcast, like where where we got started. What do you mean? I mean the Stanford's open mic, the Monday night deals that were just so absolutely incredible. Yeah, I've talked about it some. It was, uh, we had this open mic Spencer on Mondays that was, uh, I mean, it's as, as good as any open mic there's ever been, you know. It was just one of those, every Monday it was usually a pretty good crowd, and uh, we had this meeting beforehand downstairs, and it was very similar to, like, wrestling for me, like like a pre-practice pre-meet meeting you know downstairs you know the uh, guy running the open mic would talk to all of us and, and tell us to line up and, and whatever and uh, it was fun it was cool it was a really great place to uh, to start and by the time you started so if you came in two years after me then I was already starting to do it for a living um, which was my plan I was like I'm going to do this for two years I don't care about making a nickel I'm just going to see if I can get good at it then right at the two-year mark, I quit. So uh, our, the restaurant I worked at closed down. I've never gotten another job. Um, so anyway. Nice. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, it's a great fucking place to start. I, Kramer and I talked about it recently. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. On the podcast. And uh, I had Scott Steen on. That's a, that's a, if you haven't listened to that podcast, you should. It was one of my favorites. Uh, we did it at his house, and uh, yeah. I almost went and watched a Mavericks game with Scott Steen. You should have. He's great. Yeah, dude. Scott Steen is awesome. I just couldn't get I I couldn't get off work because like, and he got stuck with Chris Pine. Sorry, Scott. How? What, what do you mean a Mavericks game? Where at? It was. It was either a Mavericks game or it was an it was an arena football league game. It was something for Independence, uh, <coughs> the uh, Independence Center. He had tickets and he put them out on Facebook and uh, <coughs> a couple of us responded and I was like, well, that sounds fun, but I couldn't get off work in time and I had to do something with my girlfriend. Yeah. And <coughs> they had already uh, given away the other ticket. And I was like, well. <laughs> Can't yeah, go. He, he's a good dude. You, yeah. you would have enjoyed uh, it, your time with Scott Steen. I know his daughter, yeah. That's supposed to mean? It's Sydney. <laughs> she's nice. Yeah, she's a comic now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could end on such a strong... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we're not done. Yeah. Okay. No, no. I, was like, I wasn't... Yeah, I was just uh, like... I'm stoned, and I was like, I, I know Sydney. She's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, one time I took a porno VHS right. and I went into a Dairy Queen where they had one of those little TVs that they had the VCR attached to the 
television, you know, and I put it in during their lunch rush. Really? One time, and I played the best of Sika, and I hit play on that thing and played a porno in front of a bunch of kids. Isn't that hilarious? A bunch of kids? Yeah, there wasn't a bunch of kids. It was just... Uh, small people? <laughs> just small people that were under the age of... No. Uh... Yeah, good luck talking my way out of this one. Yeah, I'm like, what are you gonna? <laughs> no, just, are I, you gonna lie about this? I was also a kid at the time. I mean, I, I wasn't a 30 year old man that did this. It's, no, it's I just assaulted yeah, a bunch of people, probably. Well, still, that's a little old to me. Popped one of my dad's porno tapes into the fucking with this buddy of mine, Rob Jackson, who was a lunatic. I don't know. I just thought I had to. I always to wanted to do that at school when a teacher was showing. Would bring in the Dynacom. <laughs> yeah, I always wanted to do that at school. That would have been funny. Yeah. But doing it with a bunch of children and ice cream. There wasn't really a bunch of kids, but it was, you know, it was like their lunch rush on a weekday after I dropped out of school. Anyway, me and my buddy Rob, we threw this VHS tape in and hit play. And then I remember this guy frantically jumping up and like just pushing a bunch of buttons on the thing after it played. While simultaneously, my buddy Rob ran up to the counter at Dairy Queen and grabbed the microphone where they're like, order number, blah, 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 blah. And he just grabs the microphone and he just goes, oh, wouldn't you like to lick upon my cock and balls? And then we ran out of the place and it was the funniest goddamn thing that I had ever done in my youth. Yeah. So, well, cool. That's the worst story I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, maybe the weekend's not over. Maybe we, when you get to the bottom of that drink there, we'll go yeah, and we'll, do it tonight somewhere. Well, we might... Uh, we might go flying here in a minute. <laughs> yeah, he wants to take us up in his plane tomorrow, and I don't know, man. It's like one of those smaller planes. And I got a kid coming. We need to be dying in some field. Like an asshole. I'm scared shitless <laughs> of those little single engine. Yeah, man. Those single He's engine. Like one of my pla- He's like, one of my planes is the exact same one that J- JFK Jr. Got killed then. I'm like, uh, like, you're not really selling it. What here. the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with him? <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, yeah. Hey, know. man, if you want to feel real good about this, someone died in this exact model. Yeah. Like, famous. Like, took him right out. John F. Kennedy. You think he's yeah. untouchable? You know? Yeah, dude, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I'm I, with I you, man. I fly all the time, and it's never scared me, but those little planes do scare me a little bit. You're in the prime. Yeah, I don't need to be Buddy Holly in my life. All Dude, up. you got a kid on the way. You're in the prime of your life. Like, fuck that shit. Turbulence is a lot more hardcore than <laughs> those, too, by the way. Yeah. Well, dying <laughs> is can't. a lot more hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it doesn't hurt as bad. It happens faster in those things, though. Well, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. And he's like, oh, we're flying. I'm like, man, you're not forcing me into some plane. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's either the plane or the jacuzzi. You pick one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got a jacuzzi up there he's been trying to get us into, which I'm not totally opposed to it. Just sitting in it with two other dudes is kind of weird to me. It's an eight-person jacuzzi, so we can oh, get it. Oh, it's like, like a 12-person, he said. That's what he said at first. probably laps in that bitch. You want to get some yeah. hot laps, dude? Hot laps. Hot laps. Hot, hot laps. Yeah, well, um... Is that it? You guys, you guys were full of uh... bullshit. I had a question. You had a question. What was your question? Um. Yeah, I'm a new guy still. You know, like I haven't done this, like without having jobs. I got you. And uh, so, I've heard this 
um, and you were talking about it, get, or you don't want the audience knowing uh, about your day jobs. Or not necessarily knowing, but you want them to think that you do this for full time. Right. So would what if your joke is about the place that you work, would you talk about it in past tense? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. That's what I would do. And, and that's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, why don't you just say you used to do that? Yeah. I yeah. worked at this place yesterday. It's a credibility thing. Somebody said it when I was starting out. You know, they're like, whenever you tell people that you, this isn't your only job, they're like, I don't know, it kind of discredits you somehow. And maybe that's not true, but that's just what the guy said. It made sense to me, and so I was always conscious of it. I never really referenced the fact that I had a part-time job or any of that stuff. I also don't like when comics, you know, um, talk about how shitty the money is in comedy or whatever. I'm like, they don't know. They think you're a fucking rock star. Let them think you are. They don't fucking know, you know. I don't know. Sometimes the money is good. Yes, it is. What the fuck are you gonna say, Jesse? Oh, I was gonna say it's it, what to add to your point about how whatever. Remember that that guy that just uh, got caught a bunch of shit online because he was sacking groceries at Trader Joe's or whatever, you know? Well, fuck, he's gonna end up getting on a show or something. Yeah, fuck yeah, he is that's now. Like, that's kind of how. That's kind of that's how stuff works these days. And it's like on one hand you're like, oh, well, good for him, and on the other hand you're like, well, fuck. Well, goddamn it, that's that's two fucking that's wait, two opportunity knocks that he got. <laughs> There's a comic you know, I mean, that was. I, I, mean, I think it's bullshit to shame him in any way because he has a fucking normal job. Yeah, that's what I'm he's saying. Doing people what are, he has to do to pay is, you know. People are gonna discredit anything you've done in the entertainment career or in, in your entertainment business if if you get caught working a day job. Yeah, which is bullshit. Well, and they love to shit on you know like. You know, I'm sure there are people who shit on me, like, oh, you, you know, you haven't made it yet, or whatever, whatever making it is, and I'm like, well, I haven't had a day job in a long time, so maybe I have made it, mm-hmm. dickhead, you know? Exactly. I feel like that's all it, like, as long as you're not working for somebody constantly, I feel like that's what making it is. Yeah, I try to remind myself of that all the time whenever I want to bitch about something or see somebody on social media working somewhere that you're like how the fuck did that guy do that you know sometimes you I've said this before on here I think but sometimes you'll see someone's website or something that they've done on their computer to make them look like something and you have to remind yourself dude you know for a fact that guy isn't shit you know (laughs) you saw him last night at wherever the chuckle hut doing five minutes in front of whatever for fucking, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. You know? You have to remind yourself, like, that's just fancy graphics and shit. That guy ain't doing nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all of. smoke and mirrors. That's why this country is so easily led astray, because we love fucking... Uh, Manipulation? We, we love the uh, window dressing in this country. That's why, like, the president is always voted... The guy who gets voted president is usually, like, the taller one or the better-looking one or such and such. That's part of the problem with this last election. Hillary Clinton is just as skanky as Donald Trump in the looks department. <laughs> Hell, I thought they were the same guy. <laughs> Dude, I paused... Uh, 
we were watching like a Democratic something, and, or maybe it was one of the debates, and I paused it because something on her teeth bothered me, and I paused it, and I was like, got up on the, you know, got this big-ass TV, and I got up to the screen, and I noticed that she had like this, excuse me, she had like this mouth guard to make her teeth look like they weren't yellow, like her teeth were, and, but then you could see half of her teeth, and, the, and her teeth were yellow as fuck. You know, like really yellow. Half of her teeth were white with this guard she had on, and the other half were real, was really yellow. And I thought to myself, if you can't take care of your teeth, how are you going to take care of the country? Like, I know that's not... You know what I mean? Right. Maybe that's not how I should be judging her, but I paused it, and I was like, oh, there's something very shady about that. Where she's like, my teeth are yellow as fuck. And you couldn't even get a full mouth guard. It's just half of her teeth. And I paused it in such a way that you could see it was like... Super white, yellow. I was like, Ugh. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Uh, you can't maybe they're right about her. Maybe she. Maybe, <laughs> maybe she is a demon. <laughs> I. I don't. Uh, she, wasn't, she wasn't any better choice than fucking Trump. I don't really get into discussing politics or anything like that, but something sticks out in my head. It was before this past presidential election and all that kind of stuff. I remember hearing some kind of story about how Hillary Hillary Clinton and her posse that she traveled with or whatever came into either it was either the Laugh Factory or the Comedy Store or whatever. Oh, that, but didn't that turn out to be bullshit? Did it? Okay, because that, that would make me feel better. I don't know. What was the story again? Well, I heard there was a story about how uh, Hillary Clinton and her entourage came into a the Laugh Factory. It was, it was the Laugh Factory. It had to have been the Laugh Factory because they had like some kind of private booth or something like that where they had them all. And some of the comics were like cracking, you know, just sly little, you know, fucking bringing it back to Bill getting blowjobs from Monica jokes and shit like that. And she took offense to it and all these people started getting, these comics started getting phone calls from people in her group. I think they found that to be totally bad. Okay, got that. Okay, yeah, good. I think so. Then we'll just squash yeah, that. I remember reading familiar. something about that. And I'm like, wow, that's fucked up. Yeah. Like, started threatening these people. Like, no, I think that turned out to be a crock of cranberries. Well, that's good. Crock o cranberry. Crock of cranberries. My uh, one of my wrestling coaches in high school used to say that all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had these really thick Coke bottles, uh, glasses. Like his eyes made they made his eyes look huge, right? And uh, Coke bubbles. I was, yeah, they were very bubble-esque. I was uh, kind of making fun of him a little bit. He was, like, showing a move, and I was like, look at those glasses. You can start a fire with those things. And he was like, I'll light a fire into your ass, Gaither. And he was all pissed off. <laughs> wow, my first wrestling coach was Coach Pickle. Coach Pickle? Seriously? Yeah. Coach Pickle. Man, good for him for getting into coaching anyway with that name. Yeah, dude. Oh. Uh. Yeah, we, a story for that? Or? No, we just called him Dill Pickle. <laughs> he was real boring. He was a smelly, hairy white guy, and he had two little tiny, hairy daughters, s- testicles. No, oh. <laughs> boys, <laughs> and they all wore s- sweatsuits all the time. And, and uh, like, no, C- Coach Coach Pickle would like he would look at us, and he's like, "If you pussies." want to be basketball players then you can jump right off this fucking ledge and like because we practice behind the 
the bleachers. And, uh, oh, on like a mezzanine? Yeah. The they put the wrestlers yeah. up in a loft. Like we yeah, were. Yeah, that's, that's where I. That's yeah, where you I, know I what I'm talking it. about? Yeah, so we were like the. It, it felt like we were supposed to do like either theater practice or, you know, like wrestling. Are you like guys both from Lee Summit? Uh, Independence. How do you know each other? Just comedy? Mm-hmm. Where'd you meet at? Shit, I don't remember. YMCA? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. No. Met each other at the bathhouse. Um, I think it was standing like the one of the yeah, I should one record, of the final Stanford's. I should have recorded that tonight when those guys when it got up and went to the bathroom at the same time. That's the most sad about the gay shit all over. <laughs> so hard. That was funny. I didn't, rec- I didn't record it. That's why you should it's, record every show. It was so funny. You're like, is that, a, is that a, what is that, a gay guy? And then you were like... That gay guy high sign? The high sign, yeah. And I was, that was the funniest shit. I did, I did the high sign like the uh, Little Rascals. Oh my god, yeah. You did the... Usually y'all just tap your feet under the stall, but... And then his wife was like, bless your heart. Yeah, yeah that was a fun audience. They were oh, good. fuck. Anyway, you guys... Uh, Want to tell people where to follow you and that kind of shit? Oh my god. Uh, well, you can follow me on Twitter at Buford the Sly One. Is it seriously Buford the Sly One? Yeah. That's from Raising Arizona. It sure as shit is, man. Best movie ever made. 1987 and still <laughs> that Buford the Sly One. He already knows his ABC. Hell yeah. Right Crayon right. and fart on the wall. Fart on the wall. <laughs> So yeah. what or, is it? Your Twitter is that Buford the Sly one? No, just Buford the Sly one. Buford the Sly one. Yeah, I should probably. I, I don't know. I should probably be better at marketing. I just got a Twitter, and it's 2018. So. Yeah, I mean it's funny. <sighs> I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't. I don't know. What Jesse Turning was already got, taken. I've got 800 Twitter followers. I don't know. I don't fucking care. Fair enough. You <laughs> can follow me on Facebook. That's fun. I don't like Twitter. Every, I, you know, every now and again I'll put something on Twitter that's pretty funny or pretty whatever, and uh, nothing. So I'm just like, fuck you. Anyway, I don't want to talk about social media. <laughs> uh, so Buford the Sly One, that's your Twitter. Anything else? Jesse Turney? Facebook, Jesse Turney. Facebook, Jesse Turney. T-U-R-N-E-Y. I don't know when you're plugging this thing in, but you could catch us at uh, the Cedar Rapids Penguins. Yeah, this might uh, this might come out next Tuesday, actually. Um, we will be, Jesse and I, next Wednesday, we'll be in Dubuque, Iowa. It's a pretty sweet one-nighter, this. I can't think of the name of the venue, but anyway. 14th and 15th will be at Penguins in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Jesse will be featuring for me, and... Uh, Spencer Perkins, where can people find you, buddy? Uh, you can find me on Facebook if you want to see a show in Kansas City. Um, uh, Spencer Perkins, uh, Twitter, Perkins Spencer. Haven't tweeted in like a year. Sorry. Um, <laughs> You're yeah. all pimping shit. You don't even do anymore. You're like, if you want to find, if you want to watch me do nothing. Yeah, here's yeah. my hotmail address. Yep. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> Your hotmail. You fucking finally say something funny 58 minutes into this bitch. Sorry, man. I've been out of my element today. You gotta just, I'm just delete and we can start over. Nah, I'm 
just kidding. You, you've been great. You guys have been good. I appreciate it. Uh, making it happen, M-A-C-A-N, it happen.com. How about little Bo Macon? My website's timgathercomedy.com. Follow me on all my social media links are on there and the podcast. And anything else to add, fellas? Nope. All right, sir. I'm so jealous of you. Why are you jealous of me? Because you're hilarious. <laughs> well, thanks, man. You just, we, we talked about this earlier, but... What did we talk about? We talked about how jealous I am of you. Oh, well, we didn't really talk about it. You said it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't believe you. Okay. No, I appreciate no, I that, buddy. Very no, good. it was really good tonight, man. Like, I'm... I, like, I'm... I'm 31 and I'm smart, but like it's like it's like I swear to God, like uh, comedy is just like a whole different life. Yeah. Like you grow, like like you were saying earlier, um, if you're not feeling like you're getting better almost every time, because that's why I like I like I almost jumped out of my chair because I'm like yes, that's why I go up. I do any stage time that I can get. Yeah. You know, I'm just like. It's like. Tightening a lug tightening a lug nut on your car. Every set you do, you get just a little bit tighter. You can always make it tighter, even when you don't think you can. Um, yeah. So, thanks, man. I'm glad you could see uh, see a good show for the first time you ever saw me, and uh, I enjoyed that crowd. And and yeah, let's do it again tomorrow and try not to try not to fuck it up. So, anyway. Uh, sorry if you had started to, to log off and not listen to that last part, um, but we're still talking. So thanks for listening, everybody. God bless all of you. Take care. Bye.